Welcome to another episode of Brave New Workforce. I'm Larry Cornett, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Trip Odell and Anna Codina. How are you guys doing today? Hi. I am ankle, well, hip deep in boxes right now. We're getting ready to pack up, and we're leaving Seattle. We're moving to the East Coast. And I apparently did not know that banana is only fruit once. Even though she has a banana tree in her backyard. Several banana trees in my backyard. <sighs> Anna, Anna. Speaking of Anna, today <laughs> we are talking with our brave new apprentice, the other Anna, Anna Michelle. And we're going to talk about what she learned this summer about herself, her goals, how she wants to work, and the challenges of figuring this all out, working from thousands of miles away, working remotely with the rest of us here at the Brave New Workforce team. So welcome to the show, Anna Michelle. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to finally be on the podcast. Uh, it's super different from the behind the scenes stuff I've been doing. Um, and I'm excited to speak with you guys. Up to this point, Anna Michelle assumed that we were competent. Uh, now she gets to see how the magic actually works. Right. But, uh, you know, I think one of the really amazing things about working with you this summer, Anna Michelle, has been... Um, that none of us have actually ever met, which is not that unusual in the world of remote work. Uh, but as somebody who hasn't even graduated yet, this is your first foray into a professional setting. This was probably a pretty unusual experience for you onboarding as an apprentice remotely and working with these strangers you've never met and trying to figure out things like what, what's that experience been like so far for you? Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting and unique experience compared to everything I've done in the past. Um, usually, you know, my past internships have all been in person. Um, and so, and I've met the people I was working with. But in terms of like actually getting to know your, know you guys and getting to know just kind of the company, it's not too different when working remote. I think if you have the right tools, as we do, we use Slack, um, we use Whereby and stuff, we can communicate just as we would in person. So in that respect, it hasn't been too different. Um, but what's been great is that even though we're all working from different parts of the world, we can still be just as effective. So compared to other uh, internships that you've had, um, you know, you are a film, uh, you're a film major at, uh, do you want to talk about where you go to school and, and yeah, what yeah. you're, yeah. So, um, I'm a rising junior at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. Um, I'm a film and television production and theology double major with a minor in studio arts, kind of like to dabble in everything. Um, I would generally call myself a creative, but I specialize in editing and social media content production. And um, for this semester, well, and this summer and this semester, I'm gonna be staying in my hometown of Boca Raton, Florida, because Loyola Marymount has moved to online because of COVID. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So you got a jump start on the semester uh, in terms of learning how to work remotely and, and handle this stuff. You've got a bit of a leg up. Um, and we met kind of, uh, so Larry and Anna, I went to college with Anna Michelle's crazy aunt, Casey, uh, who uh, 
you know, and it's it's kind of coming full circle because uh, Casey is a school counselor in the public schools in Ohio. Uh, and uh, so this is an, another uh, episode in our series about education and the future of, the, of work. And I think one of the reasons we wanted to highlight what Anna Michelle learned this summer is talking about how we're preparing the next generation of workers once they get out of school or whether they need to go to school at all, how to engage and thrive in this more distributed model. Cause it's not, so, it's something that's just as unfamiliar to many of them. Right. So Anna, Michelle, what have your fellow students been saying about this whole experience as people are, I mean, probably missing some of the on-campus experience, but transitioning to this online education format and, trying to do everything virtually, it's a its a bit of a change. How are they feeling about it? Right, it's very, it's a mix of frustration, but also like, I feel now we're kind of at a point where everyone understands like what's going on. And like, I have a sister who goes to Notre Dame and they're back in classes and cases have just skyrocketed. So I can't really, as unfortunate as it is to not be able to go back to school, I'm like, well, at least I'm not in that situation. Um, and so I think most of the people that I surround myself with view this as an opportunity. Um, you know, it sucks that we can't have our traditional college experience where we're in the classroom or on campus. But I think now is a time where we can embrace new opportunities and especially with like remote work like I'm doing now. Like this isn't something that I would have thought was in the cards for me before COVID. But now it's definitely a possibility. So there's a lot of good that can come out of this. We have some data that comes from Pew Research that something like 4 million fewer young adults were employed over the summer because there's already been a huge you know, rise in unemployment, a lot of job loss, a lot of jobs that I think college students typically do, um, like my kids typically do. So like all the stuff at restaurants and some of the the physical labor jobs and blue collar jobs that they kind of pick up over the summer, they're gone. I mean, people are unemployed. So we've already been talking with people who have experienced job loss or their businesses have been um, closed down or at least paused about moving online and trying to figure out how do I become part of this new virtual world. And so I think it's the point that you made is super critical that learning how to essentially be employed and work virtually like this with a company halfway around the world is going to be absolutely critical for people moving forward. So Anna Michelle, you, you mentioned that you've had other internships in the past uh, and you know, every company is a little different, but how has this experience been different than what you, the work experience that you've had in the past working, you know, in internships in traditional offices? Like, have we been sort of micromanaging overbearing or you know not not checked in enough like i'm not asking for 360 feedback but like this is <laughs> this is more like comparing and contrasting what did you learn this summer that you didn't anticipate knowing when you came in right so i think with the nature of remote work i think it's been a lot more hands off than the experiences that i'm used to and not in a bad i've definitely like this um working with the brave new workforce has in some ways been very hands-on where I'm getting, you know, instruction and um, kind of formation in looking what I want to do with my career and setting goals. But in terms of like the day-to-day -day tasks, I would definitely not say I'm being micromanaged. In fact, I'm 
I've been given a lot of um, autonomy. I'm able to, um, I know what I have to do and I'm given the time and I'm trusted to do that. And that's empowering for me because I can, unlike in past internships, I feel like I can take initiative. I can start working on a project even if I haven't necessarily been told. I feel free to pitch ideas. It's more like I am a leader and a driver instead of just someone who's following given tasks. That's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, it, I think you you mentioned we our one-on-ones tend to s- focus a lot more on who do you want to become or who do you want what, what what professional paths are out there and it's been you know and that relationship will continue. I mean, that's part of the difference between an intern and an apprentice is that there's a longer term commitment to you to to kind of help you reach your goals through coaching and more structured type stuff. It's really about trying to build the person that you need to fill the role rather than trying to go find that person. The other part of it too, though, is like, there's been some serious growth as well. And Anna, you were going to add to that. Yeah, I think um, one of the most important things about having a good career is just being confident in your opinions of tasks and things like like that. But you don't get that unless you have experience and you can kind of have a background in, okay, I know what I'm talking about, I know what I'm doing, and I'm not gonna be out of step by speaking out or being quote unquote contrary, because I have the confidence of past experiences to say that, oh, I think this is the best direction. Um, and so that's something I, I think it's very important for any individual when they're getting started in their career is to kind of get those bearings, get those experiences so that they can make quality decisions with confidence. Absolutely. And I, I think part of that is just some of the tools we've used. Um, Larry, you 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 talked a lot early on about RASCI uh, and yeah. I use RACI, uh, pop quiz for Anna Michelle. Anna Michelle, tell us what RACI is. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I wasn't expecting to be quizzed today, Trip. Um, so, racy. Generally, I still get. Com- Let me see. Responsible, accountable, consulted, informed. Okay, I do know it. We've been. I've been pretty ingrained in this concept of racy, and I actually hadn't heard of racy before um, this internship. So, um, it's a new concept, but it's very helpful in determining who kind of leads a project who's, I mean, just as the acronym is, like, who's the person doing it? Who are you informing or consulting? And it's kind of the levels that each individual has. So no one's overstepping each other. You don't have two people who are conflicting um, or preventing a project from getting out there. Um, So that's been really helpful for me, that entire concept, um, knowing that I'm responsible and then knowing the people that I go to to get um, to consult or to just simply inform and knowing that if you know the informed person the informed person won't block me from getting something done i'm just letting them know (laughs) in the nicest way possible yeah i think that's absolutely critical and i think it makes us play the right role too so that you know for example you know a ton more about video production and editing and creating something that's a cool looking video asset than I do. So when you share examples, you're like, Hey, what do you think about this? It's like, I'll provide input. Like you said, I'm informed I'm providing some input, but I trust you to make the final judgment on it. And that's how I felt like we treated you this summer is like, Hey, you're one of our coworkers, one of our partners, and I'll have some ideas and opinions, but you're the expert. 
I'm going to let you drive it because you know a lot more about video than I do. Well, and I think like the biggest growth that I saw this summer and the, actually the moment I think I was proudest of, of Aww. you, it was <laughs> when, uh, early on we were doing some pieces for social media that required a lot of after effects and you dug in and you learned it and you kept throwing stuff against, you know, just generating concepts and I'd give some feedback and it would be frustrating. We were iterating, whatever. And then I focused on, look, I want, I, this is the outcome that I want. This is the intended outcome, which is to use social media to get more people listening or, you know, aware of the podcast. And for you that like set off a light and saying, well, Trip, I think what we've been doing is it's okay, but I think this is much better. I threw this together. What do you think? Right. Cause this is more aligned with what I want to be learning, what I want to be doing right now and what's what I'm going to get value out of this summer. And I think this is what, and that was our first video clip. And, you know, if, if to the listeners, like if you have seen some of these video clips, that's all Anna Michelle, that's all her driving. We're giving feedback. We're saying we should try to get this data point in there. She's doing the audio editing and cutting and, and, and the going out and sourcing the video that's, rights for you know it's it's open open source or free, uh, it's in the public domain so we can we can use it without getting sued she's doing <laughs> all of that on you know and that that's a lot to put on somebody who just really is it their second year into college going into their third yeah i agree that was i feel like that was kind of a breakthrough moment for me um kind of i've actually i started off with working with brave new workforce i was doing audio work and I think that's another thing about both working with a startup and working with a remote company is you have to be flexible. And so I kind of started with audio and then we ended up with a different audio engineer. So I moved on to social media, as Tripp said, and then I kind of ended up just doing video production. But I had the skill sets to do all of those things. But what I wanted to focus on was video production. And that's something that Trip and the Brave New Workforce honored and they respected that that was where I wanted to take my career and they helped me um, focus on that and grow my skills while also helping the brave new workforce grow. How do you think that this experience has maybe changed what you're expecting in the future from your career? Because I think it's given you an insight into the the working world and the dynamics of the relationship and so now you have a better sense of what you might want as you go forward into your future job. Yeah, this has definitely changed like my perspective on what I want to do and where I want to go with my career. I kind of came into this internship very confused. I like doing a lot of different creative things um, and I'm still not absolutely certain. And I think that's okay, especially I'm only 20, but I do have more direction in where I want to go. And I think especially having this remote experience um, compared to one of my previous internships, it was a nine to five. I had a 40 minute commute each way. It's like everything we've been talking about in the podcast. Like that was me. I fit that box. And that's just not the life. While it was a wonderful internship and I learned a lot, that's just not the life I want to be living. I really hate, <laughs> I hate driving. I'm from Florida and we've got some crazy drivers here. And so that's not, I don't want to spend that much time in a car. It's nice to be able to choose when you work, work when you're most productive and be part of a team that isn't just chosen for you. It's like you choose to be with that team. And I don't think everyone is fortunate enough to like 
not everyone gets to be in that position. But for me, like in the future, that's something that I would like to to have because it's been really great being able to work as I am now. Yeah. And one of the things I just want to highlight is um, what you said about going more into video production. Is that something you're passionate about and Brave New Workforce being a little more um, flexible with it? Um there is two sides to this, right? Like you're bringing something to the table and we're bringing something to the table. And so I believe in whenever you want to make an apprenticeship or even teamwork work, it's very important to get both sides to collaborate and not just be like, you're working for me, therefore, this is the, this is the list of things you got to do. You know, um, it's important to be flexible. It's important to hear your people out. And I think any any good manager listens to their people and then guides them towards what they really want to do and get them to focus on that or support them in those resources so that they can get from A to B um, in their career path. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would kind of add to that to say to the folks listening that are uh, older generation of managers and leaders, so those that are, I don't know if there's any boomers listening. Any boomers out there? Hello. Uh, but think, you know, I'm I Gen X. My, I think my stepmom listens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Our parents are listening. They they say they love us. Uh, but probably a lot of Gen X folks and probably some older millennials. But I think the biggest feedback that many of us hear is that we don't listen, and that we hire younger people and we act like we have all the experience and all the answers. So they're just here to fill a junior position, and that's such a missed opportunity. It's like when you work with someone that's younger and has a different perspective, it's like this is an opportunity as a leader. And that's why I'm saying to the leaders and managers listening to this, when you hire people and you work with apprentices and you do these types of internships, it's a chance for you to learn. It's a real big opportunity that I think a lot of companies overlook and don't take advantage of. I know my internships were, they're probably better than most. I would say, I, I can't really complain, but I've heard horror stories <laughs> about internships where it's like, I, they didn't listen to anything I had to say. I felt like it was a complete one-way relationship. I think it's, it's also interesting. You have to be really tolerant of people making mistakes, right? Uh, and being really tolerant at both on both sides of it, right? So, I'm not going to win prizes for my level of organization. Uh, so, so I think like adjusting Anna Michelle adjusting to that and having to also like drive for the clarity that she needed or the feedback that she needed, uh, taking, taking ownership over that. But also on my side, understanding that she doesn't have all the knowledge that I have and that me just telling her what I know isn't going to necessarily help her learn it. And if you, if you're not tolerant of people learning and make, and learning like requires making mistakes. So if you're not tolerant of mistakes being made, you not only miss out on the learning and people internalizing it and it scales you as a leader, but it also, you miss out on the happy accidents, something where it it's like, well, we didn't mean it to turn out this way, but it actually looks pretty good. Um, you know, and that's, that's, I think like, that's where innovation comes from. Uh, so I think like somebody who's starting fresh has, is coming at a problem with fresh eyes. They don't have, they aren't burdened by 20 years of experience. Uh, they, they don't know what they don't know. And that allows them to actually come up with more interesting solutions. Yeah. Trip. I'd like to add to that. Um, I think my disorganized been, part or no, or the, uh, no, no, not the disorganized part, the good part about, you know, you allowing me to kind of come up with 
solutions myself because there definitely have been times, you know, where I'll send a video and you'll say like, oh, I think you could probably use a different clip here or maybe a different statistic. And I'm like, okay, what what clip and what statistic? And you're like, well, <laughs> you can, in, ni- in a nicer way, you can do that yourself, you know? And giving me that responsibility is allows me to innovate, like you said, and be creative. But it's, I think the way that I've always worked, we're always, I've always been used to just been given like, this is what you need to fix. But it's not always like that. There's not always a clear black and white answer about what needs to be fixed. And there's no one way to do things. So I really appreciate that you've given me the opportunity to figure out how to do things my way. And, but also, you know, you'll have a lot more experience than I do. So I always trust, you know, your feedback and judgment at the end of the day, but it's more of a collaboration. And that's been really awesome. Well, I, I kind of created a monster at one point because you were like, <laughs> no, I need to go fix this. I was like, Anna and Michelle, it's fine. We can we can ship it. No, no, need to fix it before this goes live. Like the level of ownership just like went from where where you were trying to execute what I told you to do and where you were driving your own ideas was like exponentially different because once it was your idea, you had skin in the game, you had come up with something better you wanted you had personal a personal sense of ownership on the quality of what shipped which is exactly what my plan was because i'm like then i would have to go do it right so like like that level of ownership and empowerment i think is something that people don't talk mm-hmm. about because i think like one one uh, one thing is that you talked about working whenever you're most productive you're back in boca raton i'm sure friends and family are like what do they have you working on that you're up? Because you you're you're a night owl. I'm up like, talk really about how that's late. changed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little scary. Um, well, it, like feedback from people are they you know they worried that you're working too much or you're going to mm-hmm. burn yourself out or what's what's going on? Yeah, I think it's. I think my <laughs> people are just confused by my sleep schedule. I tend to wake up late, um, go to sleep late, as most people my age do. But I do most of my work, like, probably I'll start, like, what I like to do is I spread my hours kind of throughout the day. So people will see me working, not working sporadically. But most of my work is, like, middle of the night. So, like, don't be surprised if you get a Slack message from me at, like, 5 a.m. Um, that's just, it's quiet. And that's when I work. And I think, you know, my family's come to accept that. But it's really nice for me because that's when I do feel most productive. No, I was going to go back to a previous point Trip was making that I think it's important that when you were taking ownership and saying, nope, nope, this isn't good enough, that I don't think enough people realize that how important a portfolio is. And Trip talks mm-hmm. about this all the time, that a portfolio is a big part of showing your body of work and how good you are and getting hired later. And people will get to kind of the middle of their career and not have a nice portfolio to kind of show for the work that they've done. So I think what you were doing is building a portfolio of work that's going to help you much, much more later than people that don't think about that until it's an afterthought. So I wish more people who do apprenticeships like this and internships would realize this isn't just a job, a summer job, or just getting some experience. This is a portfolio builder. This is a chance to actually have some crown jewels in the portfolio that people could look at and say, that's impressive work. And that, that's what gets you hired. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the the best part is that it's not just something that's going in your portfolio, but it's 
it's going out, you know, it's on social media, it's on the internet and other people can see that. And so that alone is like, people don't have to just see my portfolio. They can go to the brave new workforce, LinkedIn or YouTube, see the video and it's hopefully traceable back to me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And to tell, like, I haven't, I haven't shared all of this with you, Anna Michelle, but like Uh we're stacked up with a lot of creative talent in um, the Brilliant Forge group. Um, And there have been, these are people with 15, 20, 30 years of experience working in design and creative industries. And when we put up your work for feedback in there, people were like, they, what they were giving feedback on wasn't the quality it was like oh i wasn't sure if it said this or that they were they it was about uh it wasn't about your work so it wasn't like good student work it was just good work and i've had that same repeat thing reflected back to me from people that work in film and television uh that i've had conversations with and i've bragged on your work and sent them Thank some you. clips and they're like this <laughs> is great it's too bad you only had stock photographer or stock footage to work with you know that's the limitation that's outside your control imagine what you could do if we could get you you know a field production team and get you the footage and you could you could go end to end i mean like that's a this is a great piece of work to be able to build on to those next opportunities so i was wondering now that you've been through this experience and we still have you for a little while <laughs> we're not we're not looking forward to the day that that we lose you it's going to going to be a lot of work that falls back credit. in our life. Yeah, we will <laughs> we'll sign off on whatever credit, you know, it's that's, you, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you guys. So I was going to say what advice would you give other students who are looking at doing apprenticeships like this? I guess the first thing that comes to mind would be just time management. Time management and organization are probably the two most important things. Because, you know, when you're working remote, you're in control of your own schedule, the hours you work. And for me, I try to set a certain number of hours per day that I want to work. I work part time. So it just depends on what I have booked for the day. But I know if, oh, okay, I'm going to work four hours today. or I'm going to work five hours today. I make sure that I, I book time in the day to finish those hours. Um, I recently started using Toggle to track my time. Um, and that's been a really helpful tool for me because I can see and track how much time I'm spending on specific tasks and whether or not your employer uses that. It's good for you personally because I can see, oh, I spent a lot of time on this one project. Why did I spend that much time on my project and how can I maximize my efficiency? How can I do this different so I can get it done faster and deliver the product um, quicker? So, um yeah, just time management and organizing assets is another big thing um, for me as a video editor. Like if you don't have your assets organized and, and for any really remote position, if you're not organized, like that's a huge time waster and business is all about efficiency, productivity. And so when you're working remote for for anyone, I think you're in charge, you know, the ball's in your court. So I think it takes a lot of initiative when you're working remote 
But if you take it into your own hands, I think you can be very successful and it'll be a great experience because it certainly has been for me. Well, that's the other part of that releasing a monster because like, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're usually the responsible party, I'm the accountable party. And so I'm getting sl my slack blown, blown up because it's Sorry, like, Trip. Trip, where is this thing? Why, why haven't you gotten this back to me? Like holding me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> chill out, boss. No, but, but I think. I think it's that taking <laughs> taking the ownership part is important. Like that's that's gonna that's it's really been great to see. So, any final thoughts, folks, before we wrap up, Anna? Oh, I mean, it's just been a blast to have kind of like extra hands on deck, um, especially because you know everybody here has uh, side businesses and jobs and things like that. So, just having somebody kind of in the background handling it is just a great peace of mind and you know we don't have to worry about too many things uh going on especially the content marketing side because that's usually something i do so it's nice having like somebody else take care of it <laughs> i think um you know i i really hope that you know what you've learned this summer carries you i think it will carry you further i think it'll be when things go back to normal you may find that like getting back onto campus where there's a syllabus and here are all the things that you need to deliver and this is what gets you an A, you may find that constraining. Like we've created a long-term monster here in terms <laughs> of somebody that knows how to get stuff done. That's been fun to see. Um, I think um, I'd love to get your thoughts on like, even you talked about organizing your work and communicating and we've tried out a lot of different tools to see what mm -hmm. works this What's, what's worked for you in terms of collaborating, gathering status, like tools to organize that for you? Like what's, what's changed in your personal habits? I think um, the two like main tools that have worked for me are probably Slack and Google Drive. Um, with Slack, that just communication is, even though we're separated by thousands of miles, like I'm on the East Coast, you guys are on the West Coast, Anna's in Costa Rica, like it's just, you know, one message away. So that's been really helpful. Um, also, whereby our meetings, that's been for touching base, having our one-on-one -on -one meetings, kind of setting our priorities for the week. And Google Drive in the sense that I kind of started, uh, when I started the internship, I had my own external hard drive but that doesn't really allow for kind of transfer of assets. And, you know, if I wanted to pass the project on the trip, I'd have to, you know, oh, I let me send it to you. Let me find a way to, you know, upload it. It takes forever. But there's the Google Drive streaming. You can like connect it to your computer. And that's been super helpful and much more efficient for me. Um, so it can just, anything that I'm working on, it's um, updated directly into Google Drive. And anyone within our Google suite can access it. Cool. And sorry, Larry, go ahead. I was going to ask Anna Michelle if she had last thoughts as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, my last thoughts. Hmm. Well, not last thoughts. I'll <laughs> still be around. Um, but it's, this has definitely been like kind of eye opening for me. Um, I didn't expect to be where I am um, right now when I started this internship, but I realized that there's a lot of opportunities that remote work opens up and I'm optimistic about my future. I think now that I know that it's possible to work this way, I think I could really just, there's so many more job opportunities 
if you have the right mindset, if you have the right people who are mentoring you and just good work ethic. So I'm very positive about my future and my future with you guys. Well, I just wanted to say thank you again, Anna Michelle. It's been a real pleasure working with you and you have seriously just felt like another coworker, like a partner on the team. <laughs> I just, I stopped thinking of you as an apprentice a long time ago. We just got it like, oh, you're just one of us, you know, you're <laughs> just working on stuff and we're just chatting in Slack. So it's felt very natural and it's been a real pleasure getting to know you and working with you. Um, and thank you for being a guest on the podcast. I know that these these are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this was your first one. So it's good. You did a wonderful job. Um, I think it went Thank really you, well. So everybody listening, if you liked what you heard today, we would appreciate if you subscribe. We'd also love rating and review. We love ratings and reviews. We love hearing from you. Um, if you're curious about this apprenticeship model that we've been talking about, you can contact us to learn more. And we'd be happy to talk with you and your company about how you can transition maybe the way you've been thinking about internships into more of this apprenticeship model, because I think it is fantastic. Anna, where can they learn more about us? Yeah, we have two company websites, uh, one called TheBraveWorkforce.com and BraveNewCompanies.com. You can also email me at Anna at TheBraveWorkforce.com. And if you want to know more about Anna Michelle, Anna Michelle, do you have a portfolio site you'd like to plug so people can go see all the great stuff you've got yeah, going? Yeah, sure. Um, if you know where Behance is, behance.net slash Anna Michelle is where I'm at. Yeah, and we'll, we'll make sure that we have Anna Michelle's portfolio link in the notes. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Better days are ahead. Bye.